It's time for the Crunch Time Plays podcast, where we talk all things sports from the collegiate level all the way up to the pros. And now, here's your host, Bennett Ganey. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Crunch Time Plays. You can find the show all over social media at Plays Crunch, and you can find me all over social media at Shotgun726. Make sure you subscribe to the all-new Crunch Time Plays YouTube channel and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And what a weekend we are just coming off of. It was Final Four weekend for the men and women. And boy, we had some incredible basketball over the weekend. This is just me today on Crunch Time Plays. The first time I'm flying solo but that's okay because we've got a heck of a lot to talk about in the world of college basketball, and we are going to start on Saturday night. Houston and Baylor in the Final Four. Now, Baylor, they were only a four- or five-point favorite, but they absolutely dominate Houston from start to finish. 78-59, and so many contributions made for Baylor. They have so many weapons when you talk about Butler and Mitchell and Teague. And then when you get to the bench and start talking about Meyer off the bench, hitting those threes for Scott Drew, Baylor is just an all-around perfect team. Don't have many weaknesses. And we are setting up one half of a humongous national championship game and what hoped to be Gonzaga and Baylor. And then we move to the nightcap. Let's talk about that Gonzaga and UCLA matchup because that was one of the most epic Final Four games I believe I've ever seen in my life. It's ranked right on top of the the Chris Jenkins shot at the buzzer to win the national championship in 2018 for Villanova or the the miss bank shot by Gordon Hayward from half court in 2010 so, so Duke could go on in the national championship. But what an epic classic this game was. I mean, first of all, I want to talk about Jalen Suggs. Because this guy could have went to the NBA last year. He probably could have been a a career G-leaguer. Probably could have made it up to the NBA, you know, in a few years. But how great did he is he benefiting from playing even just one year of college basketball for Mark Few at Gonzaga? When you talk about 40 minutes of that game he played, Contributing with 16 points, five rebounds, hit a couple of clutch threes. But the play I want to talk about real quick in that game to end regulation before we even got to what was a classic overtime, the block that he made on Riley and then the sequence of running the ball up the floor to half court. And I don't know if I've ever seen a bounce pass like that to Drew Timmy for a two-handed slam. 
but that was one of the most awesome sequences I think I've ever seen in a Final Four matchup. Maybe even in all basketball that I've watched. What what an outstanding sequence. And then taking the charge on Johnny Juzang, going for the goal there to, to end regulation. And then we go to overtime. And Johnny Juzang, talk about Johnny Juzang. How badly is Kentucky and Coach Cal missing Johnny Juzang? Because Johnny Juzang played, he's been a dynamo throughout the NCAA tournament. And he played all 45 minutes on Saturday night, 29 points and six rebounds. And he's just been that guy for Mick Cronin all tournament long. And he makes that layup, makes in the layup to tie it at 90 with three seconds to go. And then Jalen Suggs. This is why all the time at the end of shoot around, you see teams practicing half court shots, three quarter court shots. All that was to build up to that moment for Jalen Suggs. Banking in that three as time expired to give Gonzaga a 93-90 win over UCLA. As Bill Raftery said it best on the broadcast, that wasn't just onions. That was major onions with a kiss, and the bank truly was open on Saturday night in Indianapolis. So that sets up what should be a classic showdown between Gonzaga and Baylor tonight in the national championship game. This is what we've wanted all season long. We've wanted to see Gonzaga and Baylor. We want to see Teague and Butler and Mitchell against Kispert and Nimhart, Timmy, Suggs. How? I don't think you could get a better matchup. We were deprived of it in the regular season because of covid that game got can't game got canceled, was never made up. And you're gonna find out later on today who I'm picking in that matchup because we have started a betting segment right here on Crunch Time Plays. It is called Crunch Time Plays. And we started it off last night with the final four that we're about to discuss, and that's the women's basketball final four. We started off last night in the national championship game with Stanford and Arizona. And and we're just giving out free betting advice. So you can take it, you can take it or leave it, do with it as you please. And but we just hope we're able to to make you some free money. And and we did last night. I know we released the picks out a little late. The game started at six. We released it out about 540. So hopefully you saw it before the game started, if you're in one of those betting states and and bet on on sporting events around the country. But we hit on Arizona at plus eight. They only lost by one to Stanford. And then we hit the under, which was 126 and a half, only a total of 107 point score. The final score was 54 to 53 Stanford. So, 
We've got an awesome matchup set for tonight. Gonzaga and Baylor in the men's f championship game. I don't know why. I mean, maybe this is just me. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know why the men's championship game always starts at 9.20 Eastern time. Why that? I don't understand why you can't move it up to, to at least even 8.20 Eastern time because we're in Indianapolis. That would still be 7.20 Central time. Plenty of time for people to get off work, get to the arena, you know, eat some dinner before the game and get to the arena. I don't really understand why – Turner Sports and CBS continuously has this game at 9:20, but that's that's okay because we're going to stay up late for it. It's going to be an epic classic, Gonzaga and Baylor. You do not want to miss it. I'm not going to reveal who I'm picking yet. We'll find that out uh, in the video coming up later today. So make sure you follow Crunch Time Plays on all social media platforms at Plays Crunch. And I want to move to the women's side real quick because we all know about the NX the inequalities of the weight room and different things like that to begin the tournament. And, and that, you know, those things absolutely should not have happened. It was a, a terrible mistake by the NCAA, but we're not going to get into that. We're going to get into the basketball because let me tell you, women's basketball, that was an epic tournament that just took place because then the point that I want to drive home is I I want to say that part of the re and maybe I'm wrong about this. So for those of you that, that are more intelligent than me reach out to me and, and give me your opinion on this. But one of the things that I think causes people to believe that the women's basketball tournament is maybe not as exciting as the men's is because of the lack of upsets. And I believe that a part of the reasoning why there are not as many upsets is because the top 16 seeds get to host the first and second round of the tournament. We have a distinct home court advantage for the top four seeds in each region, and I just think that's what causes, you know, us not to have as many upsets. And it, it makes, and it it to me, it does the women's basketball tournament a disservice. And I know that schools, they love having the revenue. They generate a lot of revenue from having the first and second rounds there at their home court. But to me, that really drives down the quality of the product. Because what we saw in the San Antonio bubble was, was definitely the best NCAA women's tournament I believe I've ever seen. And I've, and I've seen pretty much all of them in my lifetime you know, the ones that I can remember, that was definitely the best NCAA women's tournament that I've ever seen. I mean, you had right, you had right state upset Arkansas in the first round, a 13 over a four. You would have never seen that uh, probably in the first and second round if Arkansas would have been playing at home. You saw, you know, team, a team like Arizona get to the final four and, and, and Ari McDonald, she is a future WNBA superstar. She's only 5'6", but she is so quick and so fast, and she can shoot the three. She can really stretch the floor. 
you you have to, to guard her throughout the entire court. And that's what makes her special. She's going to be an outstanding pro at the WNBA level. But, you know, and I have a solution for, for you know, these upsets that, that could be taking place. But, but I, I, I sincerely believe that for the women's tournament to have more upsets, for there to be more parity, in the women's tournament and it, for it to be the most exciting it can be, I really do think that having a bubble setting, maybe not in San Antonio, but maybe you do play the, the first and second round games at, at your home court and then go to a city like Las Vegas or somewhere like that. And I've heard, I know Debbie Antonelli's mentioned this, who, who I definitely respect. She's one of the greatest, She's just one of the best uh, college basketball analysts there is. And so I really like her idea of of going to Las Vegas for the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four, and National Championship game. I think it will showcase the sport. It allows women's basketball to be on the a lot more of the betting platforms. It's going to increase revenue. It's going to – it's just going to – create so much exposure for that tournament that nobody would get, that not many people would get to witness, you know, offhand. And so to me, and maybe you look at doing like the men's and having, you know, four or five host sites for the first and second round. And then, you go to somewhere like Las Vegas for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight and the Final Four. That would be amazing to me. But but that's a whole, you know, going down a rabbit hole that that we could, you know, spend a day or two discussing and, and we're here to talk about the Final Four. But So let's get into those Final Four matchups for the women because Arizona and UConn, Paige Beckers is one of the best women's college basketball players there is. She's an outstanding player. She won the AP National Player of the Year as a freshman, which hasn't ever happened before. And But to me, when I look at Arizona, they just wanted it more in that game. Ari McDonald is so special. She took over that game. And she... And she is just an outstanding player. And then the other matchup, Stanford and South Carolina came down to the wire, reminded me when I was watching UCLA and Gonzaga on Saturday night, I thought back to South Carolina and Stanford from Friday night and what an epic matchup that is. And Don Staley has South Carolina. I know they lost the game by one, 66 to 65. And and if, if Aaliyah Boston – you know, if she, if that shot at the buzzer goes in, then South Carolina's probably walking away with the national championship last night. But because I truly felt like that the winner of Stanford and South Carolina was going to win the national championship, regardless of who won that game between Arizona and UConn. But just feel so bad for the Gamecocks. But but Don Staley is really building. 
she's really building a dynasty at South Carolina. It's it reminds me of UConn with Gino Oriema and the two and you throw Stanford and Baylor. One of the things that makes the women's game so much more exciting now is because of parity. It's not UConn and everybody else anymore. It's South Carolina. It's Louisville. It's NC State. It's Stanford. It's Baylor. It's when a team like Arizona goes all the way to the Final Four. That is parity. That's what makes the women's game so exciting now compared to year in years past is because of that parity, because any team can win at any given moment. And what Dawn Staley is doing at South Carolina is nothing short of remarkable. They're going to return the whole team next year, and we're going to have Andrea Carter on here in a couple weeks, who is an outstanding women's basketball analyst from the SEC Network. And and one of the focuses of that conversation is going to be about Dawn Staley in South Carolina. Because not only did they return their whole team next year, they also have the number one recruiting class coming in, four more McDonald's All-Americans. That'll be a total of 10 McDonald's All-Americans on that roster. And no, I'm just looking for from big things from South Carolina. I had a buddy text me last night. We're in a group conversation with the with another buddy that we went to to visit last weekend in Omaha, and he said that Don Staley will hoist two out of the next five national championship trophies, and and I definitely agree with that because I think back. In 2016, South Carolina lost in the second round to Syracuse in the NCAA tournament. That was Asia Wilson's sophomore year. And I just think about the tears that were running down her face. It reminds me so much of what we saw from Aaliyah Boston on Friday night. And the next year, 2017, South Carolina wins the national championship. And Asia Wilson walks off the court a true champion and a winner. And and I think, I honestly believe that that's going to happen for South Carolina next year. It has a very good chance of happening with Aaliyah Boston and her teammates can walk, can walk off the court as national champions. And sometimes you just have to experience the, those, you know, those down moments before you get to the good and, and we all want everything to be perfect in life, and but everything's not. We all make mistakes, and and we all, you know, learn from everything that we do, and and we come back even stronger from it. And and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what Don Staley and South Carolina can do next year. And then last night, Stanford and Arizona in the national championship game. Ari McDonald had the shot. To win it all, and it it just bounced it, it bounced out, and and Stanford was victorious, and and Tara Vanderveer adds another national championship to the resume. But Haley Jones was terrific, seventeen points. But Ari McDonald just so impressed, just watching her with twenty two points and last night, but just watching her throughout the entire tournament is. It's really 
just a blessing to watch all these players p- compete because they they get they leave it all out on the court. They are outstanding competitors. They're outstanding basketball players. And for the people that love the game, just like me and, and all of you that are listening, we we just want to see quality basketball. And and we've seen that from the men's and the women's tournament. There should be no inequalities in the men's and women's tournaments because they are both exciting. They are both March Madness. There's definitely things that we can do to to strengthen the women's game even more, like we talked about with a maybe a, a more bubble-like setting every year, like somewhere like Las Vegas to showcase the sport. But for speaking from from myself, and I know all of you that are listening, thank you for an outstanding college basketball season, and it's going to wrap up tonight with Gonzaga and Baylor. Just so looking forward to that matchup. So stay tuned. Crunch Time Plays, social media, at Plays Crunch. If you are a better, if you want to get in, I know Baylor's at plus five right now. We're, we're strongly considering that to be, our, to be our free money play, to be our Crunch Time Play, because we are all about delivering Crunch Time Plays for you. And, you know, this is house money, I and mean, we're just giving you free plays, give, giving you our advice. If you know we're going to be wrong every now and then, you know, not, not going to sit here and promise you that we're going to be right every time. But, but I definitely think that definitely going to do all the research we can, look at all the, look at all the metrics, look at everything to provide you with you know, outstanding support whenever you are making your betting decisions, if you're into that. And we're definitely going to try to make you a lot of money because that's definitely what we want to do right here at Crunch Time Plays is help you. And we just want to give it all back to you just as a thank you for for listening to us and, and subscribing to us because without you, there is no show. And I'm just so thankful to have everyone along whether you're watching us on YouTube, whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I just want to thank you from the, the bottom of my heart for this solo show. And and we're going to have exciting more guests coming up. I know I was solo today, but we've got the best guests. We've got sports media members, players and coaches from football, basketball, baseball, golf, and NASCAR. It is Masters Week. How about Jordan Spieth yesterday winning the Valero Texas Open? He's going to be a favorite this week at Augusta. Hope to get somebody that's live on the grounds there at Augusta to come on with us this week as a special treat for you guys. And hopefully we're able to to get that worked out. And we'll be releasing crunch time plays for the Masters uh, betting odds there probably Wednesday, put out a post on social media. So make sure you're following us there at Plays Crunch. Make sure you're following me on social media at Shotgun726. Thank you so much for checking out Crunch Time Plays today. Make sure you subscribe. Thank you to all the guests that we've had on. 26 episodes, so many outstanding guests. If you want college football, college basketball, PGA Tour, NASCAR, NFL, we've got it all right here on Crunch Time Plays. 
I'm just so thankful that you choose to spend every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with us. Make sure you subscribe to the show, YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We've got a new intro and outro coming up. Some exciting stuff. We've started our betting segment, Crunch Time Plays. Hopefully win you guys some free money. And we'll catch you again right here next time on Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody.